podcast, but it's not really testing if you're going to keep it inside the video at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how this goes. Uh, you're on the page, though, to check when it officially goes live. Uh, I'll pull it up now. All right. Oh, I have it up as well. It's not really can... testing. If you're gonna... Yeah, see, it does that. You, you're a liar. So I, I know. I know it's live now. I know it's live way before it's actually live. Welcome to another wonderful episode of Zombro's Action. End of the decade episode. Just before New Year's. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Whatever you celebrate. Welcome to the podcast. And how are you doing, John? Did you have a good holiday? Did you get some good gifts? I did. I did get some good gifts. Oh, uh, Santa yeah. brought some new ice for my wrist, and I got an Apple Watch. Ooh, uh, nice! That was, the, that was the big haul of the holiday season. Oh, I saw though, I saw though you uh, for Christmas entered a new reality. I sure one. did. Ooh, I have gotten the Oculus Rift. Uh, my family is crazy about presents every year, and we don't go on many vacations. We don't do crazy stuff. We always save up for Christmas. And so one of the problems with that is my mom likes to think she's Santa Claus uh, or is the embodiment of the spirit of Santa Claus and has to get the best gifts for everybody. So we'll submit a list and my mom will go, your list is garbage. Where's the good stuff? And we go, you're crazy, old woman. That's ridiculous. Buy the stuff we want. She goes, give me the big gift. And so we have to come up with a big gift every year. And this one was an Oculus Rift. Uh, that was reasonable because most VR headsets are like seven hundred to thousand bucks. The Oculus Rift S, I believe, was two ninety nine or three ninety nine, whatever it was. It was reasonable in, in the sense they're cheaper than that's cheaper than I thought they were. Right. The only problem I I have with it is I didn't do my research because I was too busy having my mom yell at me, being like, "Give me a big gift." Uh, it's by Facebook, and I I detest Facebook, and they steal yeah, your data, say, and they were Facebook. Yeah, that was a mistake. But I'm gonna enjoy VR, and as soon as I'm done using it, I unplug it, and they're gathering data on me, and it just it just never ends. I just can't win. So, it's been fun. I played a couple things, Beat Saber, and I was customizing my virtual home. I like just sitting inside virtual reality and just staring at like this uh, cyberpunk or Blade Runner type world that you can have available to you. Interesting. Just really cool stuff. I think there is a for a four hundred dollar. That's basically a PS4. Uh, back in the day when it first released, it's a nice entry point to get people introduced introduced to VR. That's definitely going to be some amazing games coming out in the future. Counting Sim- Counting Simulator Plus, another one of my favorite uh, VR games. It's by Justin Roiland, who uh, makes Rick and Morty. So, really recommend that. A counting Simulator. Yep. Every, everyone has the same reaction it's just like I, I was introduced to vr through accounting simulator from justin roiland so i am skeptical of anything that ever says simulator like but i've never played like goat simulator or truck simulator that are legitimate simulators accounting simulator plus is uh batshit wild and not what you is, expect is it- is it is it like given a boring name to but then really it's not is that kind of the idea yeah I, I would recommend watching it if you can't play it in VR, which you know that's super expensive, just ridiculous, just to go out and get a VR for one game. I'd watch it, and I think you'd have a good laugh at Accounting Simulator Plus. Can you? So I was looking right now on like the different players in the uh, mm-hmm. VR space. You've got like the Vive, PSVR, mm-hmm. and I guess Oculus. Yeah. Do both the Vive and the Oculus work like just on Steam? Like, yeah. can they play the same games, or do they have different libraries? 
Uh, there's an Oculus library, there's a Vive library, and then there's a Steam library. So you can use multiple interfaces to get the games to work, which I find uh, interesting. That I can buy a game, like I could buy Beat Saber on Oculus, or I could buy it on Steam. So there's also mm-hmm. multiple platforms. There's not really too much exclusivity going on because VR is trying to get everyone involved. It wants everyone playing. It wants people to adopt the new technology. Uh, I think the AR stuff, with even with the goggles, I think there's a lot more they could do with that because when you're setting up your play space, you can see the world, your world around you, and things are just forming, like your barriers, your safe area, and your uh, guardian, I think is what they call it. That stuff is fascinating. I think it's super cool, and I'm... I I just like the idea of how quickly your mind gives in uh, every time everything we use. I think COD XP, right? We did VR with the, the ships mm-hmm. for Infinite Warfare. I remember that was cool. Yeah, you buy in. That was a PlayStation VR. The Oculus one really turned me on because there was no cameras. I didn't need a dedicated room. I didn't need $1,000. And I didn't need cameras in specific positions. So that's what made me finally jump on into VR. Yeah, the vi- the vibe is just the headset, right? Mm-hmm. and how's your how's your pc hold up like did you like is it do you, do you think you need to upgrade it or not my iron sides pc where you can use discount uh, code yeah, rad yeah, yeah. for five percent off absolutely not but it does run hot uh when i was playing it for quite a while uh the first time ever i had my graphics card running hot in the two years i've now had this and that was very surprising to me because this computer's been a workhorse mm-hmm yeah, I'd be interested in trying VR. Um, like I, the last time I did VR was, um, I think I think COD XP. I think that's the only time I've really done VR. Mm-hmm. And that was a cool experience, but that also like they had us in like a dedicated chair, and I think the chair was moving. Yeah, um, like that was a whole experience that they yeah. built up. They call that it like 4D very... when you're you're getting even yeah. like smells and rumble. That that was very much like PSVR at mm-hmm. its highest maximum potential, but not what you'll actually get in the home. Right. Um, and I think that was one that was also relatively new as well. It might not even been out yet. Yeah, it, it was it was on the edge. I think it might have released recently the the Sony one, but they're trying to get it adapted with their deal and everything with Call of Duty. They're trying to get people to accept it, which was interesting. Um, yeah. in, in the chat, they brought up Pavlov VR has zombies, which is something you were going to tell me about on the show. And yeah. they recommended Resident Evil 7. I think those are both games I'm going to check out and play uh, maybe on stream on Twitch, which will be fun. Uh, I, but we did discuss like how sometimes the avatar is stupid just to have your dumb idiot face with your giant blockhead taking up the screen space. So I think so there's send, potential. I'll for send it. you this now. This is this is a recreation of Noct in okay. Pavlov VR. Sure. I'll get it up so people can see it. Can I, is that going to come up? Mute it. Oh, excellent. Oh, I think I have seen this. I think we did talk about this on the show. I did not realize. Yeah, it, it's pretty good. I mean, it looks, it's terms as like the recreation of Noct. They did a really solid job. Awesome. Excellent. Yes. No, this has all come back to me. We definitely talked about this on the show. Mm-hmm. There's oh, a few others. I have others to try too. this. I absolutely have to try this. Yeah, I'd be curious how it actually feels compared to regular zombies. Yeah. Um, I haven't actually seen them kill any zombies in this game yet. It's weird. Like, the the, the perspective, I imagine it doesn't feel as weird when you're playing because you're just looking around. 
but I don't like watching it in YouTube videos. He might be think, capturing it wrong too. His window looks feel, really weird. Feel like weirdly close. There's also like a slight tilt to it, and when he yeah. jolts his head, it looks odd. I and definitely so like, yeah. Go ahead. When you watch him like point the gun at zombies, the perspective doesn't follow the gun. His head kind of stays the same, so it's weird. Yeah. But um, like. Like like in Call of Duty, your perspective is kind of glued to the gun. Yes. So I'm used to that. Also, also the, the zombies, when they run at you, they just kind of drop. It's funny. <laughs> well, I would say in real life, your eyes do the adjustment. So when you're watching yeah. at the camera, you're not going to be seeing the adjustment of what yeah. you're aiming. So that's interesting. That's a good point. I'm, lo- I'm looking at like some shots. It's like I can't even see what quite what he's looking at. Or it doesn't even look like he's aiming the right way. But I imagine right. it's different when you're actually playing it yes well i'll let you know i will play it and in the new year i will give you a full report on this i'll download it by the game get figure out everything i can yeah if you want here's also um here's town in vr sure let's look at this this one uh it doesn't look as clean as the recreation of knocked you know what this Mm kind of reminds me of it's like if we had last gen town, like town on the PS, you know, like, you know, like in the way we have like last gen shadows, it reminds me of last yes. gen town. Very much um, so. But, but the perspective's cool. way better. Yeah, this is a lot better of a recording, yeah. I think. I think the guy didn't know how to record because I was fooling around with it because I wanted to record my first reactions, some for some stuff in VR. Initially, I wasn't going to, but I was having so much fun. I'm like, ah, screw it. I'll, I'll throw up some cameras and lights and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And then this last one I'll send you here. Yes, please. Uh, this one is a throwback to Darius in VR. Oh, I gotta play Dur- It's something that's a throwback to Darius. Well, not just a throwback. It is Darius. Oh, VR. I was hoping it was. How does running is it- work? Is it just the analog stick, I imagine? I'm really curious if... um. I'm curious oh, if cool. they just take the World at War like map model or whatever it is, it looks and have like just it. found a way to import it into because it looks pretty good. Like it, town, it looks, to town looks like it was built from the ground up, but this yes. doesn't look like it was built from the ground up. No, this definitely looks like it was just picked up. But then again, now the guns to, are different. You have to turn the lever yourself, which is pretty cool to turn on the power. Oh, oh, I gotta try this. This is the future of zombies, Reed. Oh, God. I'm not doing this another decade of zombies. Time. I'm not doing another decade of zombies. Uh, as will, we're talking you about will today. once you experience first-person zombies. Oh, one Maybe. thing I just saw is the guy like literally handed the gun to his teammate. Oh, that's cool. That's really mm-hmm. cool. And they got dogs in here, too. I did see that. That was awesome. But, mm-hmm. yes, today we're also going to be talking real quick before we continue on our opening discussions here is it's a like decade review we're going to be talking about zombies stories uh, games everything that we want to reflect on for the past 10 years i really haven't been dwelling on that so much because that's that's a interesting thing to think about of a decade going by in our lives we're no longer young john we're we're adults and soon to be generations that have been passed by by the new newest youth it's weird because you're not the youngest though right in your family no yeah i'm the youngest so I'm, I'm always i always think about i'm a kid and everyone's always like oh reed you got tons of time you're a kid you're fine whatever that type of stuff uh in that sense of like finding out what you're doing with life and like 
you know, you make a mistake. It's like, ah, he, he's young. He's coming up and all that type of stuff. Not anymore. Now you're an adult. It's just like, nope. <laughs> no, way less sympathy for a 24-year-old than a 14-year-old. <laughs> it's all downhill from here, Reed. That's what I'm feeling. Uh, but with that said, what, what do you want to dive into first? Did you see some cool topics? Is there things you want to discuss? Uh, do you want to keep so, talking about the VR zombies? I'm up for anything. Or even more holiday gifts that you might have gotten, something fun. Plenty uh, to talk for, about. That's it for me on holidays. And I think mm-hmm. I think the VR, I just wanted to make sure that you're aware of that. And I think that would be fun for you to try out and test on the show. Absolutely. I, I, will, I will 100% do that. Maybe I should look into getting a headset too and I can give it a try too, but that I, it is interesting though the idea of doing zombies in VR. I feel like, I feel like if we can get to a point in like five years where VR is just kind of like the standard, like most games can, most games have a VR option. It would be mm-hmm. cool to do like full fledged zombies in VR. I agree. I think that would be a fun way to experience zombies, even if you're not even just using the headset, you or even you're not even just using like those custom controllers. If you just like with the VR headset on and like a PlayStation controller in your hand. Like yes. just be able to look around rather than use well, sticks. Yeah, it's like half the thing is just being able to look where you want is so interesting how it frees up and not having to use the the basic look around mechanics for analog stick controllers. I, I man, it's it, it sucks you in. Even though even the graphics could be god awful and clearly blocks, you're like, yes, I'm basically on a Disney ride right now. Your mind just mm-hmm. is accepting of it. I don't get motion sick with sickness, knock on wood. So I'm I'm hopeful that that stays true. The uh, drawbacks of VR, though, I can easily see this being like gimmicky, and I'm not going to get hours and hours and hours out of this like you would a normal game. And I also mm-hmm. would say that the the resolution is bad, and it's a display port as well. So make sure you have a display port on your capture card, uh, which is re- strange that they didn't just go with an HDMI. And the resolution here is less than what the original Vive was. So mm-hmm. that that all probably impacts why it's much cheaper. But still, like you want to see these things top of the line coming out. Yeah. Well, it's a it's fairly new technology. Like I feel like we're in the infant stage of VR. I don't know. Like, we'll it's been at, around for so long, though. It's been around, but I feel like it's only within the past two to three years really taken off as something like consumers can get. You know, like I yes. feel like in ten in ten years time, we'll look at this like in the way we look at like the PS One. Yes. You know? Yes. I got. Uh, yeah, it was that. fun for its time, but the graphics look like trash. Yeah. And I, it also, I, I really think, in terms of the graphics, it all depends on what kind of games you're making. Mm-hmm. So if you are to make, say. Like if you're gonna to try to recreate Call of Duty, yeah, it's gonna look bad because mm. we have like a standard for Call of Duty, and you know Call of Duty is a pretty good looking game. Mm-hmm. But I think Beat Saber looks fine. Agreed, I completely. And agree. also, I think generally, generally Beat Saber has been one of the flagship like products from VR that they advertise. Like I, I've seen Beat mm-hmm. Saber on TV. Yep. Like so, it, it it all depends. I think on which games can take advantage of the medium well, and Beat Saber is one of those games that I think does it flawlessly, where it's not Agreed. really pushing the graphics and it takes advantage of the technology. Yeah, and it's just fun. It's sort of mm-hmm. like the Wii when we first came out, or Guitar Hero. It just worked to start. That stuff is just fun. It's a new experience, and people bought in. It doesn't mean it's long term, but it's it's definitely what's needed to get people in. I don't think VR is bleeding edge anymore when it comes to product life cycles, but I it's probably an early adoption phase. I think that's fair point that you've made and others have made because I keep hearing that criticism that like VR, man, that's just that's just coming out. It's I, 
like 2013 VR was just coming out. So it's it's been almost seven years. It, they're they're working on it. It's just coming out to consumers. Though, yeah. I feel like. To be fair, yes. a, long, a long time Oculus was just a Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah. And that fair. was that that had a that had a little bit of a lengthy development cycle and then it got picked up by Facebook. Yep. So like that, it like I think I think that was when it was really just starting to move and it took a little mm. while to get the ball rolling. Right. But when PlayStation bought in in 2016, that or 2015, 2016, that's when I was like Okay, the big players are in. They're making their own proprietary virtual reality headsets. Mm-hmm. It's being more. It's getting taken more seriously. And Microsoft, they've been working on one for a while now, haven't they? Yeah, and What's Dell has one as well. What's it's called? Something, isn't it? Yeah, the, Microsoft uh, VR. Uh, VR headset. I don't know. Do they not have VR headset and accessories? Microsoft. Is it the ho- the hollow something or whatever? I'm seeing HTC Vive. Did they purchase Vive? No, no. Hollow uh, Vive is Valve. Um, the hollow lens. The hollow lens. Gotcha. Um, and they they what what they're doing with this is I think rather than VR they're going more AR with the hollow lens. And I think that's very smart. I think there's a lot. Pokemon Go proves that. That AR is an extremely successful model. Yeah, HoloLens is, I think, supposed to be AR. Um, and they're also going beyond just, like, gaming. They're going, like, business tools with this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is... The, I think this was their decision to focus on AR rather than Sony went VR with the PSVR. That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Oh, the HoloLens was canceled, apparently. Oh, there you know. go. That's probably why I wasn't hearing about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did fall. I was wondering about it because it did fall off. Like, I remember three or four years ago, like, they had, like, some demo with Minecraft or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And it looked cool, but, like, also it was just, like, a demo. So, you know, like, like remember when the, the Connect demo? <laughs> like, the most amazing thing in the world. Yeah. And then it was shit. Absolute trash. Yes. <laughs> that right there. Connect Adventures was game of the decade. Yep. That's definitely it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, so do you want... Should we get into the zombies moments of the decade? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. What, what, In what no particular order. Nah, uh, definitely not. Yes. So I put out I put out a tweet and I said, uh, for Zombros tomorrow, we're going to go over some of the best Zombros, zombies community, slash just zombies moments in general over the mm-hmm. past decade, what you guys said. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to go through them in no particular order, just as I see them. Hunter at, at what even is this says read falling off the cliff in World War Two zombies. That was great. Did you, that did was you fall off? Is, is this a moment I don't remember? Yeah, I, I don't think you were there because it was Easter egg day one stuff. You're typically not involved. I was with smart guy on the frozen dawn and even the developers retweeted, replied and liked it. It was a beautiful moment. Uh, I forget what I said. I, I, I am saying something and smart guy looks over to me and all he sees me is take one step and fall off a cliff and die. <laughs> is this like that, that, that cliff you have right as you like walk down into uh thule? No, is it this- is the one by the shield where it comes out of the blood. Oh yeah. That area. Yeah. It was, it was right when you take just past the teleporter. I, I was walking and then someone said, Hey, look at this or it's something around those lines. And I did a quick turn. I'm like, okay. And I thought I was still like back turned around and moving. Cause I thought a zombie was on me and I just backed myself off a cliff. Mm-hmm. That was, that was a wonderful memory. I agree. 
Uh, so, so the next moment we have comes from Shar Tarus Owl. Mm. And he says, the speed cola toaster talk to pair with a juggernaut <laughs> fridge. That oh. was a... That, that was an all-time Zombros moment, right? Yeah, there. it was. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. The appliances. I wonder if they'll take that to heart for Black Ops 5 or the next Call of Duty installment by Treyarch. I mean, they're right around the corner. I am I am not excited, but I'm not, like, despairing it like I did future Star Wars movies. So this is, I, I think, uh, yeah, a decent I, place to be. The Black Ops, Black Ops 5 is, like, sneakily around the corner. Um, yeah, and what that presents Treyarch is a new opportunity for home appliances. That's what I'm saying. If we don't get a pack a punch toaster, I don't know how pack I'm gonna hold myself. I mean, here's the thing: like you yeah. gave us the Juggernaut fridge, and that right. was great. Yeah, um, liability out get, the window. And, and then you gave us a box, a box that we had never even used before because it hadn't even like. Like, you know, if it was the original mystery box, I think that would have been better because we have more connection to it. Yeah, I agree. But here you just gave us this box full of, like, skeletons and bones and bodies, and it doesn't even, like, look cool or work as a random house decoration, you know? Yeah, it's like a Halloween decoration. That's it. It looks cool for Halloween. But outside of that, it's like, dude, are you okay? Like, this is weird. You can use it to, like, throw Halloween candy in and give that to trick-or-treaters. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that bo- that box literally just sits in my closet. <laughs> I'm not sure what they were going for with it. Like, 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 so when they made it, it had to have been like, oh, this just looks cool. Let's make this a thing. Yeah, you know? I think they were in love with the new chaos storyline. They were very proud of it. I think it makes logical sense of how the developers were came to the conclusion that that was going to be the special edition thing. We were going to have the statues that were going to be for the people that really wanted the old storyline. And then we'd have the mystery box for the new storyline. Everyone got the best of both worlds. I think this was a case of the developers being too in it in the game like they were in the trenches and they could see the vision and they yeah. couldn't read what the community was really dying for at that point i mean i also don't think that this like i don't think the specialist edition really moves the needles in terms of sales because they only make no. so many yeah like, i remember i think each GameStop got like two juggernaut fridges or something like that yeah you know so it's it's not like it's not like they're making a lot of profit off these special editions so i'm not sure what exactly mm-hmm. Like, I guess at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what they make because they're most likely going to sell anyway. Like they probably sold all their juggernaut fridges and they probably sold all their all their mystery box editions. But in terms of like special editions that we've had over the past years, they've done some cool ones. Absolutely. The RCXD. Yes. The drone, yeah. The, um, the juggernaut fridge, I think, is my favorite. Yeah. And then you just have the mystery box. Weird. And it, it's just like it's a cool idea and it turned out well like mm-hmm. great execution bad idea yeah i mean it functions well the lights are cool the thing's great for halloween but like overall it's like impractical and doesn't you're not gonna put it, it i think impractical actually just encapsulates how i feel about it completely and utterly impractical and i can't i can't play with it like i can the rcxd or the drone you know yeah. like i can't fly it just it around. sits there and the Juggernaut fridge, it's like not only a cool decoration, but it does something, you know? Yes. It serves this a purpose. box, I guess I can put my controllers in it or something. Mm-hmm. I don't it, know. It, you can't even put that many in there, too. It's, it's not even like enough depth for, depth for serious storage. So 
No. And a total total missed opportunity by Trek, like we said on that Zombers episode, to have different appliances. Give me like a speed cola toaster, a double tap drill, or a stamina up. Um, I don't know. Anything. The pa- and it was pack a punch oven. It was speed cola toaster and pack a punch oven. They were me. A, I want a pack. Chat. I want a pack a punch easy bake oven. Is that too much to ask, Treyarch? <laughs> I'm gonna make little pizzas in there. Treyarch. Yes, I will make little pizzas. Treyarch, I, I need you to get. Who makes easy bake oven? Fisher Price, probably not. No way. Yeah, I don't think so. Easy bake oven is made by. I spelled oven wrong. What company is that? Mm. You tell me, Baking boss. Star? I don't know. Hasbro? Okay. I I can believe okay, that. Okay, Hasbro. Treyarch, team up with Hasbro. Create a Pack-A-Punch Easy Bake Oven. This is what I want in my life. Black I, Ops 5. Pack-A-Punch Easy Bake Oven pre-order bonus. I will give you all of my money. I mean, you can put it next to your jug fridge, and then you can make little hot pockets. I mean, is that the selling no, I point? Would, I would put this. This would be my main oven in my no, kitchen. No. I would. I would no. take the kitchen. No. I would take the oven no. out of my. Kitchen. Oh my god! I would replace it with a pack a punch easy bake oven. That's like one fifth the size. <laughs> and I would just eat little like circular cakes and circular cookies that are like this big. That's all I would eat. Give me my pack a punch easy bake oven, Treyarch. All right, that is certainly a if you don't you're a bunch of cowards <laughs> well i guess you're, you didn't get your dye rice and you didn't get your bake oven <laughs> i just want home appliances <laughs> is that too much to ask for can a man get a home appliance yeah i got more years of college man help the guy out <laughs> all what right else? uh so let's see let's continue through the list mm-hmm. here uh easter eggs for charity one and two are course two highlights of the uh zombies community this oh. year or this decade from nick Hay- from nate hayden he says i mean that's just the zombies community coming together to do some good shit uh of me. course you have the greatest prep video ever from yours truly yes followed mm-hmm. up only by the greatest uh political advertisement in the history of call of duty zombies which made a comeback it did for poster sale is great mm-hmm. did you see it no, I didn't watch it. But I, I just did, know I, you. I yeah. just know you brought it back. I thought so. I thought so. That's pretty typical. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No. That, that I have such fond memories, especially winning two of them, made me pretty happy. Uh, all the memes that come out of it, round robin, and just the fun times we had. John, no one wanting John on a draft where he can hear them. Brutal. I was, I was low key the greatest player in that draft, and nobody saw me as such. You know, I mean, when Liam got kicked out for performance-enhancing drugs, I, there's only <laughs> there's only so many options. I was the best. There was no reason I couldn't not be a team leader and help people out. You know, like if you told me to do something, I would do it. Can you say that about everybody else on the team? I don't think so. I like the fact that Jack is just like, hey, Jack, uh, you're in East Strikes for Charity. Just like. You know, I haven't uploaded a video about zombies in like 14 years. And they're like, yeah, but shut up. Come here. (laughs) You're in. And then gets drafted (laughs) before me. Yes. That was great. Total Uh, bullshit. Yeah. I'm going to do my own Easter eggs for charity where it's just me. (laughs) Racing against myself. And I'll show you who's the best. (laughs) When I win my own competition in which I'm the only one competing. Two and a half hours into a speed 
speed run and you finish it or you even die in the boss fight well that concludes it we raised 20 bucks today uh and you just have the tactical nuke thing go off tactical nuke incoming oh look at that last minute ten dollar donation all right close unceremoniously that actually i forgot about the tactical nuke that was annoying it was brilliant every donation or something like every that? hundred dollar or more donation it was brilliant which like you think would like deter it from happening a lot but people oh. were given a hell of a lot of money which was like great love nukes people love nukes chopper chopper and chat saying he misses it too i know hopefully next year Treyarch can bring it back and noah and lex get together and we can have another ee for c i can get another resume builder and <laughs> i, I will be the great i swear to god if i get three years in a row as last pick i might just i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna make a video at the very least i'm, I'm going rogue i'm going rogue i will sabotage my team if that's what it takes yeah like what we'll, i you know what we'll we'll be doing like a uh we'll be doing like a shangri-la speed run mm -hmm. and i will just refuse to stand on the fourth pressure plate <laughs> That'll show them. Oh, that'd be great too. If it was like Matt's team or something like that. Just revenge for the door closing on you. That's got to be a moment of the year. Unsub Johnny J. That's got to be a moment of the decade. Um, unsub Johnny J is gotta probably. Be. That's got to be at least one of the best videos that I'm in. I think. Gotta be. That's a love it. All right. Um, Pluto is a planet. Says Azura's reaction to Raven the Redwood trailer and. All of IW zombies. I love them. I had so much fun. At Lee Ross and his team made a hell of fun experience. Are you familiar with the Zero's reaction to Raven the Redwood? Nope. I'm not either. Should we watch this? He deleted his whole channel. Oh, did he? Yeah, he does his own thing now. As far as I know, unless it's back up, he just deleted his Twitter, deleted his own channel, went on with his own life, and does his own thing. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, th that's what they told us at the Ancient Evil event anyway. Uh, hmm. All the other people that were friends with him and that we were seeing there. Oh, man. But, so his... Uh, yeah, so fuck. Raven the Redwood reaction is lost to the world. That's this what is I'm saying. According to Pluto is a planet, this is zombies moment of the decade. Oh! Can't even enjoy it. Let me see. Azura zombies. Can you find them or no? No, I googled Azura Raven the Redwoods and yeah. I didn't see anything. Yeah. I search Azura. This channel is just not here. Ah, uh, that's a shame. Yeah. I found Lex with giant anime boobs on a thumbnail. That's what I need in my life. That's what came up. Excellent. Thanks, Lex. <laughs> mm-hmm. But well, we can throw a shout-out in there to uh, IW Zombies. Because I feel like... I'll tell you, IW Zombies, it, it doesn't work for me. It didn't really enjoy it. Um, yeah. But, you know, you could tell, like, their heart... Like, we, I mean, we said this a million times about Lee Ross, but nobody was more passionate about their Zombies game than Lee Ross, and you could tell they were really trying. Like, their heart was in the right place with that game mode. Yes, very much so. Um, it just... It's strange, retrospectively, though. It's I I think I like Black Ops 4 Zombies more than IW Zombies, but... But that's how bad BO4 Zombies was to me personally. This is not an attack on you. Grow up. I just didn't enjoy BO4 that much. And IW had this strange place where, like, the boss rush mode, super cool. Director's Cut, super cool. But a lot of the other stuff, not so much. Like, the ability just to get in the game and play was a lot of fun. But so many Easter eggs fall into the same problems of what I had with BO4. Like, how convoluted 
steps mm-hmm. were and and all the easter eggs was like, just mind-numbing i think zombies in space and like you had those four different types of pistols you can get yeah. yep and each one of them hours. had a series of steps associated oh with my it god yeah like i stand by the fact that your pack-a-punch weapon just throw it in the mystery box yeah make it e- if you want to throw an upgrade quest out there you can do that but mm-hmm. just make put it in the mystery box make it easy yeah rewards like there just wasn't enough proper rewards i think it's one of my big criticisms of any game in this day and age and over the past decade i love games that reward you i think that's why obligatory resident evil reference is coming right now you beat the game and you get unlimited weapons you get to it's basically like cheat codes like now we they charge for cheat codes they charge for the ability to be really good where in the past if you just want to enjoy the game i just want to get in the game and play it's a ton like i get to have fun because i dedicate my time i see a a thought I had with my father, right? Um, he loves baseball, but he's technologically illiterate. Uh, I wanted him to, at least video game wise, I want him to play MLB The Show and play as Mickey Mantle. That would be something my dad would adore. But I don't, I'm not going to play through the game, and my dad's not going to play through the game. Uh, I don't know if you can even buy like legend teams to play as Mickey Mantle and all these Hall of Famers. I, we're not going to invest that time, but but this is like sort of how games are developed now. We're just like if you put 60 80 hours in you earn the chance to unlock the team so i think there's an extra layer that i want to bring up that like i I love games that just let you play let you get into it like minecraft is a great example one of the games of the decade where just put it on peaceful mode and see what you can do and then if you want to actually restrict yourself you can do that uh i think uh mutations fell short because you couldn't do easter eggs and mutations i think that was such a wrong call that that hurt the game so badly. I feel like so much more life could have been put into that game if you had mutations and Easter eggs as a day one what feature. Should, what they should have done is like make it like the first week you can do Easter eggs on mutations. Yeah. That way it has to be or as soon as like it's figured out in regular mm-hmm. mode, then unlock it for mutations. And then even if you just want to make sure that people are actually getting the rewards the proper way, maybe like you can do the Easter egg and mutations, but you don't get the cutscene, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Yeah. Plenty of ways they can twist and turn it around. Uh, and a lot of the stuff too, I found as zombie games went on this decade, the tediousness increase and not so much the difficulty, but just hours. We're in a game for eight hours on day one trying to unlock stuff, and it's not even earned eight hours like it used to be. It's it's not like we're cracking away at a cipher or doing something like this. It's just mind-numbing nonsense of like, can you find the rocks? Could you could you know this one thing that there were no hints for? Like, they're not puzzles. It's just guess and check around the map. And that mm-hmm. that's a lot of it, what it became. And then, no kidding, data miners come in and be like, yeah, here's the answer, because they didn't give you any chance to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. But yeah, no, Spaceland was still good. Like, I, not don't not being a Debbie Downer and, and IW, it was a good experience in the sense that it gave you another perspective of zombies and see what it could possibly do. It pushed the envelope forward. I mean, with the director cut mode, super Easter eggs, super boss fight, it it made Treyarch be reexamined in BO4, being like, man. They had a bigger studio, bigger budget, and a longer track record, and yet they couldn't hit these things that were really well received by the community by IW Zombies and Lee Ross. Mm-hmm. And not yeah. to mention, like you did some, they had some creative and clever things going on there too. Like when they mm-hmm. they incorporated extinction into it. Yes, 
Like then you had the cryptids running around in the final map. Sure. And we're, we're talking about it. ideas, not so much implementation. I think that's where IW yeah. had a lot of really good ideas and not always the best implementation. Yeah, and like like the concept of it, where it's like, okay, each each map is kind of gonna be based off a bunch of tropes and themes and what you would call, I guess, like you know, B movies. You know. Yep. Yep. And that sounds fun, and it gives you a lot of creative possibilities on each map. Like, I've talked about this before, but, like, what if each map was its own little self-contained story? And that's kind of, in a sense, what they do with each of the IW maps. Mm-hmm. But just the the ideas were there, but the execution wasn't. Right. And, you know, mm-hmm. before we leave this topic, I do want to bring up that Lee Ross works at Treyarch now. Think about what he might be contributing to the Zombie 2020 game, 2021. 2021, well, 2020 you remember, like, I guess, originally his spot in the in Treyarch was bringing zombies to um, Blackout. Blackout, but mm-hmm. if it seems like they're gonna not do Blackout or another Battle Royale in Blackout Five or whatever the hell it's called, mm-hmm. that does leave an, that does leave him open to doing something else within Treyarch, mm-hmm. whatever that may be. I, I would hope it's the zombie stuff because that's where he really shined and that's how he got popular and recognized, at least in the community, was for his efforts towards zombies. I, th- I think he could be great for the team. Yeah, I think so too. At least with the ideas there and the polish of Treyarch, it could work out really well. Mm-hmm. So right. the next one we have here is from Brandon Godden. He listed a couple, but he said the reveal of Zombie Chronicles as the first one. I mean, that was a big one. You had Jason going mm. all the way to JC's apartment yeah. in Auburn. Meanwhile, we're all in LA secretly, and then everybody's uploading videos from the same exact hotel room and going, wait a minute. Why Why is everybody in the same hotel room? That was weird. Hmm. And then later we were able to say, but that was always funny to me. Oh, gosh. That's something, one of my favorite. We still have the t-shirt from that. I still have the Chronicles poster. I will I will cherish that memory. I got to be a part of Zombie Chronicles for Black Ops 3. That's something I'm so happy about. Black Ops 3, I think, is my favorite zombie experience overall now. Now that I have the 2024 site, I have a retrospective on it all. I can appreciate World at War and Black Ops 1 and all that, but there was something truly special about everything Black Ops 3 meant to me besides just playing the game, but what it meant for me professionally and the experiences I got to share just amazing just something i'm so lucky so lucky to have experienced and it was great too if if you remember like zombie chronicles was in the middle of iw which Mm -hmm. we just got done talking about was kind of a dead period for the community Mm -hmm. like people were still playing it and there was a little bit of coverage around it but i mean once zombie chronicles came out the coverage completely switched and that was when really streaming took off if you remember Yes, 100%. Uh, Quinn, Avery. Quinn, Avery. Pack-a-puncher. Um, Pack-a-puncher. What's his name? Uh, Adam, too pro for you. Yep. A lot of them really... Too pro for you could have reinvented his channel was streaming a little bit at that time. Yes. Avery took off. Quinn took off. Pack-a-puncher mm-hmm. is now... like He's got like 2 million subs or something like that. But, wow, I didn't keep up with him. Damn. Yeah, um, I think he does. I could be wrong. Yeah, he does. He has 2 billion subs. 2 billion? Yeah. But like Zombie Chronicles really sparked that. Yeah. Wow. And that was just that was in like the middle of a dead period. Damn. Really out of the blue. Damn. Good for them. That's amazing. That's the next generation that's gone on again. And well, then there'll be another generation I, as well. What I will say though is that like that streaming bump, like I feel like 
streaming zombies was a short-lived thing though yeah i'd like, say it so. seemed like that was a trend just for that summer mm-hmm. definitely kind of fell off the smith plays was pretty on top of streaming for zombies oh, pa- even yeah, before pa- that I forgot as well. pa- too was pretty big at streaming at that time as well i remember he carried that even into world war ii he was still doing streams and origins challenges over and over again speed runs uh but it's it has Dalek was, stre- was yep. streaming a lot too. Yeah, it hasn't taken back that that life that it once had streaming zombies during that summer. That was a very very interesting summer. Yeah, it was because it's it's not like streaming was an old thing. Like no. streaming had been around. Yeah, but I think there was just something with the YouTube algorithm at the time that was really pushing streams. Yeah, it had to have been right. Yeah, a hundred percent. No, I agree. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. No, because the streaming numbers were insane. People were getting like ten to fifteen thousand viewers a stream. Yep, I remember it. I mean, even the numbers of uh, what Quinn would share with us, or you could see publicly, was just unreal. The growth, the donations, the the live viewership. I remember he'd be upset if he dipped below like ten k. He'd be like, "Delete the stream. Worthless. I messed it up." And it's like, whoa. Do you, do you understand? It's like selling out a, a college basketball arena. Are you kidding me? This is insane. Like D1 college basketball. That's amazing. Yeah. Those were the days. They streaming. Were, Even I tried, to, I tried to get a little bit into streaming. Yeah, yeah. I've still been I never, now, but. Yeah, but but it's it's not the same anymore. No. And part of it, I think, is a little bit the interest isn't there. But also, I think I think the... The system isn't in place. Like, I don't think streams are being pushed on YouTube like they used to be. Right. And they would do well as videos after the fact, too, I think. Yeah, they typically would. They, they'd end mm-hmm. up getting thousands, uh, hundreds of thousands of views. I remember that was one of the criticisms of Tom, the syndicate project, that he would end up getting um, about what well, says most viewed videos were some of his streams, the syndicate project. You okay there, mm-hmm. John? He's coming Either. back. Yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me and everything's still good? Yep, I fell off for a sec. My bad. Not a problem. Oh, everything's totally fine. And we do reply to chat. It's just there's nothing interesting in Jack. Neil Druckmann, who is definitely not Neil Druckmann. The man. If, if Neil Druckmann ever wants to uh, work with me in any shape, way, or form, in an instant. <laughs> he is one of the lead writers of Last of Us and lead creators of Last of Us. I'm actually not sure what his title is. He's just always there. He's the the face of Naughty Dog. But uh, moving, continuing on down with uh, Brandon Godden's comment. Yes. He mentions uh, the Z House. And I think if you're going to mention the Z House, you could also mention like just the Boogie Boys as well. Yep. In that period of zombies. Like that was amazing. Like, the zombies content coming there. That was huge. Oh, and you got to visit a few times. You had fun. Yes. Yes. It was great. Every time I visited there, it was it was terrific. I think Matt still has my black coat. Uh, so if I end up ever getting back out to LA again, I'm going to have to try and get my black coat from him if he didn't already donate it. But he, it's been, I, I don't know. I had a lot of really fun memories getting to know uh, the Z house guys very well. Uh, JC as well was cool when he came the same week, they double booked. Uh, I don't think I had much interaction or I didn't have many interactions with the, Boogie Boys, I only started getting them when I came out to more events. And to be honest, I came out to more events when a lot of guys were moving on or too busy. So not to downplay that because I am extremely grateful for Trey Exposition, but I'm 
or for Treyarch inviting me out to those events. But I'm also a realist. It wasn't because I was blowing up or Rad Austin 27 was integral. It was, it was, uh, again, I, I view it as gifts. I was getting lots and lots of uh, very fortunate circumstances for me to go out to these events and then meet like Mr. Dalek JD. Like it was really cool to actually get to talk to him, even though he couldn't stick around too long. And uh, some of the other people like Milo at COD XP 2016, just so many really wonderful times to interact with people that we didn't get a chance to in person. Did they didn't when you visited the uh, the Z house? Did they try to like pull a uh, a prank that the house was on fire? Or something yeah, they like they that? nailed that. They definitely nailed that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, isn't there like a video of you like springing out of your bed in action, thinking that the place is on fire? Yep. Yep. Chucky or loved you. that. Chucky was certain that would go viral. I'm like. I'm not that. It's not that interesting. It's not a good meme. <laughs> did it, did it's it go right. viral? I no, forget. no, no. Exactly. No, not even yeah, a little I guess, bit. I guess if it did go viral, I would have remembered it. Yeah, no, but it was funny. It was decent. But fire to me, like I also need to lighten the fuck up. But the the fire is always something where it's just like, do you joke about fire? Is that is that the one you really want to be joking about when when you'd be like, oh, next time I'm at Z House and there's an actual fire. Maybe we don't fuck around about that, but honestly, yeah, I just imagine an alternate reality where you do visit Z House, it goes on fire, and you're like, Wow, guys, you're really Again? going all out on this prank. <laughs> is this what's it, hologram smoke, hologram fire? Did you turn up the thermostat? It's really getting hot in here. This is yeah. a really clever prank, yeah. And then and, you end up burning in the house. And you know what we were so stupid about? So many of us went like back in to get our phones and shit, and and I'm glad I wasn't like you know, naked at any point. Like, oh, I better change before I get out of here. Like I wasn't in PJ bottoms or anything that I was actually just like in pants or like sweatpants. I think I was like, that would have been great to have a nice camera. I was like, well, we got Reed's butt ass, butt naked ass on camera. Terrific. <laughs> yeah. Rad Austin 27, butt naked on camera. And all of Twitter goes, who? Are you talking about them clowns? I heard about that one time. <laughs> Yeah, but um, also another zombies moment of the decade. This one, last one, comes from Brandon God and says, uh, yeah. "When Space Dog became real," and that I was think amazing. That is one of the best moments ever. That was amazing. It's Especially so cool. too when we learn, like three years later, that Space Dog was written into the boot, or was it was it sport was it MC Sports Dog? What was written into like the boot of Space Dog, and we didn't even notice. Uh, I think it is his either his initials or his logo is on it and on the boot. And he had the ball. Everything was so well thought out. He had a chewy ray gun. The yeah. thing is awesome. It's now in the multiplayer map in Black Ops 4, the museum. You can really get a good look at everything in it. So it's cool that they oh, gave space. you a chance. to. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize Space Dog yep. was in there like that. In the moon exhibit, you know how the MPD's down there and everything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took notice of that and I, I'm with our wonderful... Uh, privilege of going out to Treyarch. I was just like, oh, memory, yes. Oh, it's great. More people get to see this. I'm so happy because that 3D animation, uh, 3D modeler, man, so so wonderfully talented. I can't remember his name. I had so many other names, and it, it goes by so quickly. But they definitely deserve more credit. I was actually listening to a new podcast that was created by Alana Pierce, I think is her last name. She does used to work for IGN, works for Funhouse and Rooster Teeth. She does Inside Gaming Daily. Um, she started a podcast with Troy Baker and I believe two other game developers and listening to them mm -hmm. talk about the video game awards. They brought up the subject of like, 
what are the awards for and how dumb the awards categories are. It's like we should definitely have like the Oscars do or just like best actor for comedy, for a drama, for all this type of stuff because there's so many positions inside developers because you say like best director like what do you director of what like of the art director of lighting director of the the narrative in the game like there, there's so many aspects that go into creating a game and so many departments and so many people that they absolutely deserve to be recognized for the hard work they put into games game development and the games that go out in the industry and i, and I thoroughly agreed with that point where yeah you like we walked through in treyarch there's a guy that's working on a gun for the like two years and he made two guns it's like if he really made something that was kick-ass and special and something magnificent in 3d animation like the mars agua let's say and how mm. that was an accomplishment to have all those different appendages moving uh animated correctly with a gun like that 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 is something you should celebrate as much as a voice actor having an incredible uh live mocap performance i think all those things should be recognized and it's cool mm. that it got in there space dog that was the goat it is it absolutely mm -hmm. is in this podcast though were they uh did they agree with me that the category of uh of best esports coach should get cut oh uh majority of everybody agreed except one guy in the comments oh uh, did they oh no oh, no oh, i mean, on, mean the podcast. on the podcast they didn't even bring that up they didn't even address that. no i know i'm pretty sure i'm the only one that's dying on this hill <laughs> Um, most people are just like yeah whatever we got an esports coach I'm like they need to go get <laughs> out of here point? get out I mean a guy gave a nice anecdotal story that get, took a bad team to a great team and made them like champions the next season but again to me it's just like I don't believe that <laughs> okay I'm not I, 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 no I'm, I'm kidding um, Chopper before you read the next one brings up the electric, electric I think I mean the electricity in the air for the BO4 event was something else the reveal event that was that really was another beautiful memory. That was so cool to have everybody so excited, and then to see the uh, blood of the dead, and then like teaser and ancient evil, and being around Jason and Craig and hanging out with them and all that type of stuff. Another just incredible zombie memory that I have. That sadly a lot of people couldn't get to experience the community, but creator wise, that's just another one of those that was just peak. Mm -hmm. Do you still have like your your invite your metal invite ten? I, yeah, I actually have like a whole box full of everything uh, Activision Trek's ever given me that I would just keep for fond memories so I can look back and be happy that I, I did something with my time, that I wasn't just mm -hmm. being a piece of garbage, not contributing to anything. At least I was living life, and I think that's mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah, that was um, that was cool. I had so much fun at that event. <laughs> not kidding, but... um. That that tin though, I've always that was one of those few things that I was like, oh, that would have been cool to have from the event. Like mm. I'm pretty jealous of that tin invite. They did a cool thing with that. They are. Didn't, but you didn't get one. I thought you got one. But no, you I didn't. didn't no, go. I didn't get one. No, because, I couldn't go. But that's why um, I didn't get one. So because I never agreed, I didn't get like mailed an invitation. Gotcha. Oh fuck! I'm trying to uh, pull back up Twitter right now, but my mouse is being wonky. No problem. Yeah. Okay. I think. Oh fuck. See, my mouse gets wonky sometimes, and there's only one way to fix it, which is to, like, close the lid of the computer and open it back up, and then for some reason it works again. Ooh. I don't know why. Hey, computers. Those but little nuances, by the way, for technology is totally why my grandparents and my, my parents can't figure this stuff out. Okay, fun story while you're getting this stuff up. Um, I got it. Well, I'm going to give you the fun story. My, I, we get a call on Christmas Day 
I set up on Christmas or December 26th, rather, the day after Christmas. We gave a present for my grandfather. Oh, no, it was his birthday. So I'm sorry. It was. It was Christmas Day. We get a call. He is basically death, death because he had uh, stuff in the war, uh, engines and all kinds of stuff, his hearing over the years with tools, devices, hunting, all that stuff made his hearing go. So he has a closed caption telephone. And I set that all up for him. And my dad, it would take him hours and hours to set it up. So I did it for him. I I thought I had it foolproof. As simple as possible. I told him, here's the buttons. Just pressing things. He's happy. I made him do it for me multiple times. He was in. We get a call on Christmas night, and they're screaming at each other. My grandmother's 92. My grandfather's 93. And these two are yelling about the phone. And they're like, oh, it's it's not working. Something's wrong. There's errors. I'm like, how I, how could they possibly mess this up i'm like okay just unplug the telephone the 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 device from the wall you're gonna go behind it and before i even finish phone line cuts he just unplugs everything he just takes every goddamn thing out of the wall and so three different times i get calls back as i have to wait for their internet to boot back up their cable to boot back up as they're pulling everything out and i'm trying to walk through i'm like i'm like grandma grandpa i'll be there Tomorrow, the third call, I couldn't stop laughing because the f- I answer it and I go like, Grandma, everything all right? And I just hear... <sighs> I'm just like, oh my God, yes. This is amazingly awful. So I go there and I get there. I'm like, all right, Grandpa, what's wrong with your phone? And he's just like, it isn't working, Reed. I tell you, it's nothing's right. I go up, I plug it in, I turn it on. And I'm not seeing anything wrong. I thought he unplugged the internet because he was telling me there's a network error. I'm like, okay, so you probably unplugged it from the internet. Simple fix. It still should work. Well, I look at it and I go, Grandpa, explain to me what was wrong. He's like, well, I finished talking with my son and I hung up the phone after, and we talked for like 30 minutes. I'm like, yes, yes. And then it wouldn't shut off. I'm like, what do you mean? You couldn't hang up? And he goes, no, I hung up. It just wouldn't shut off. I'm like, the screen? He's like, yeah. I'm like, Oh, oh dear God. And I look at it, I'm like, Grandpa, it all goes off automatically. He's like, it wasn't going off. I was afraid it'd be going off all night and using all my electricity. I'm like, all right. Um, you know what, Grandpa? Do you want us to make the, when it turns off, the screensaver a little quicker? He's like, no, I don't care. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, no, no, it just doesn't work. So I turn it to one minute. The thing turns off automatically, and he goes, oh, there we go. It's all fixed. Oh, you're so smart, Reed. And I'm just, just. <laughs> that just, the nuance of just wait. And every time he was resetting that five minutes, he just was probably at his house being like, it's not working. It's not working, Flo. It's not working. She's like, don't touch anything. And it just escalates, and then he just rips the whole thing out of the wall because he thinks demons are coming out of the phone. Mm-hmm. And it's because Grandpa couldn't wait for a screensaver. So, technology. Even a joy. Anyway, go uh, ahead. So Juan, Juan Weasley says, uh, being a part of the first in the world run on World War II for TTP Live on stream with Reed and uh, at mm. Nicholas Stambo. Enjoy the feeling of being first, even if it was fleeting and technically not first. We didn't complete the entire sling slash get the cutscene. Even if we weren't really first, it was cool to see how it felt and be caught up in the hype and confusion firsthand, especially since it was my first major hunt. Oh, that's so strange. Like, I don't even consider that uh, 
I, I don't even think about that but for them that's like their moment one of the biggest moments of the zombie decade i, I i'm glad you brought it back up because i still remember cameron uh dming he's like you guys totally got it first but you just you had to do it in order you didn't get the cutscene, so you were first to beat each one to the end in sequential order but you just didn't get it correctly and i don't know that hasn't haunted me that hasn't haunted me like some of the other easter eggs uh quest where i was like on the cups cusp of being first in the world and and i didn't get it what was the last one uh alpha omega that one still bothers me that was like 10 minutes is that one the one that haunts you the most no i don't think so um god buried buried is the one that haunts me the most we were a day ahead me mr dalek and then we had ben from play the game tell us you had to be perfect and you could only use the svu and i was in that was just absolutely not the case. And that still frustrates me to this day that we we had it done, we went to bed, and then everyone proved that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that one that one was a pain in the ass too with the shooting range. That sucked. <laughs> Wait, chat. Uh, Re- uh, Ren says, when Reed found out the new Zyros template was blue, not green. Oh, yeah. That's a good moment. It still looks green to me, I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> That was when Reed discovered he was blind. It's a clear blue. I don't even know how you could clear. That's probably that just how much I like as, green. That blue is as clear as day. Yeah, it's teal, which is still blue. But another Zombros moment of the decade. Uh, Team Dustbowl. Oh, Team Dustbowl never happened. We no, never got to enjoy the hype. Fa- never got to enjoy our factions. Bold prediction. You think it's factions are going to be in Bo Five? Yes, yeah. but just because it's probably like three quarters done and putting it in Black Ops 5 isn't that much effort. I agree. I agree. And so they could be like, remember factions? It actually is coming, and here's how it goes. I feel like they should rename it so they don't have to deal with the, like, you lied to us at Comic-Con four years ago. I feel like that would be yeah, the smarter they, move. They just spin the, yeah, maybe, maybe rebrand it. yeah. It's not factions, it's teams. <laughs> it ain't factions, it's the new zombie teams. teams. Zombie clubs. Yep. Also, also, also throw back to when you, me, and Victoria got into like a six video series yes. debate on Shangri-La yes. on oh. Only to have it culminate four years later with Shangri-La being on Mars. And all of us just exhausted. All of us just not even caring anymore. All of us just like, good, it's over. It's so dumb. Because that might might be one of those actual like zombie moments of the decade just because it it legitimately lasted like years. It did. 2011 to now. 20, uh, 2011, 2012, whenever that tweet came out. From 2011, it's 2011. I know it's 2011. Okay, so you have the tweet in 2011, and then I feel like that was a debate that probably went on for about a year or so, you know? Mm. Like, eventually it lost steam, but, like, that was something people still discussed. And then you had Zombie Chronicles that reinvented the debate, and yep. us three, you, me, and Victoria, we just kept going back and forth. I think I think between us, there are probably like six or seven videos that were made discussing it. I think I made two on the topic. You must mm-hmm. have made a couple. Yeah, three or four. And then it all comes together. It really out of the blue. Like, I was not expecting 
to have like any reference to Shangri-La being on Mars in that last map. Not all. And it was cool how they did it too, because oh, they didn't I love just. It. I think that might be one it. of the best things they did in um, in Tog. Tog. And it, it was just like it was little, it was subtle. You didn't have to do a lot to get it, mm-hmm. but like it, like it, like it was kind of one of those things. Have we have we actually figured out how to do it every time? Uh, I'm sure. Like I know have. I've I know Greg made the video where he was kind of just running figure eights around it, but I, I don't think that's exactly it. Yes, I agree. I think that's accidentally it. You know. Yeah. Yes. But I. I so I'm not like like it, it just it triggers itself, basically, like it's just going to happen. And then it's something you just quietly stumble upon and the music's playing. And the only people that will really get it or at least get what they're trying to do here are the people who are in the know like us. Yeah. And the community, which I think is awesome. One of it's the best so cool little... in general, too, though, to be fair. It's just if somebody yeah. stumbles upon it, they're just like, this is dope. There's a hidden area. Hidden areas are uh, yeah. always awesome in games. Always like, just a brush. If you stumble upon it and you don't know what's going on, it's mm-hmm. still a cool experience. But if you stumble upon it and you kind of know what's up, then it's even awesomer. I agree. More That's more like awesome. one of the best little things. Like if they if they had just put a little radio in there of like Brock and Gary being like, oh, shit, this isn't Earth. This is Mars, blah, 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 this, that like a radio, mm-hmm. you know, like we'll make a video on the radio and we'll be like, That's cool. But this is one of those moments and little Easter eggs. I feel like we could discuss, you know. Yeah. Yes. And it just it's it's a, it's a show. Don't tell. And that's some of the yeah. best ways to enjoy uh, storytelling. And I love that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like such a view too, like to see Mars right there. Oh, I love it. And then like the endless sea. I just love the mm-hmm. visual. The visual is such a win to me. Oh my god! If I ever see them again, I'm definitely gonna be like, "God, that's beautiful." I still want to do that. All the best things that came out of Bo4, because I want to make a video and this another one too of just like you know how we've just gotten to this era where people just can't handle you having one thing wrong. You have to agree on every point, otherwise you're against me. It's just like I can detest Bo4 and still acknowledge its merits and the cool things that it did. And it's a freaking video game. Like you shouldn't be getting up in arms about this type of stuff. Uh, and I, I think it might have even been a blessing for BO4 to bomb because it got me to move on and develop as a person in a lot of ways, and even in the business and on my perspective on YouTube. So there's a there's a really good silver lining to just the absolute gauntlet all the creators have gone through in evolving as people mm-hmm. and as creators in the zombie community. I'm not sure I really evolved as a person, but we can say I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair uh adam mata says uh there's too many of the lists the community despite not being so great the past year has led itself to some of the best friends and some of the best moments of my life honestly this mode has changed my life in more ways than one and i think that's a sentiment that most people in the community especially people like us in our position can 100%. absolutely agree with 100 percent, without a doubt and not to be like corny and sentimental, but I did not expect uh, buying like Call of Duty on a whim like 10 years ago to kind of lead me down the path that I am now. But it's absolutely because of it. I com- uh, and it's completely agree. Absolutely unexpected. It makes you wonder, like, what's the next thing you're going to stumble into accidentally that leads you down another crazy rabbit hole? Yeah. yeah. Um, port- oh, go on. 
no i'm with you i just think it's beautiful i think that's so mm-hmm. cool what we got to all of it all the experiences good mm-hmm. and bad last one i have from twitter says uh portugal the marquee says the blood of the dead music trailer slash theatrical trailer release oh, very so emotional funny. stunning both visuals and the audio really raising the hype for oh. black ops 4 that was probably the the best point of black ops 4 i would say yeah, um, by far is that the release of that trailer, and then maybe the Richtofen sacrifice. But that to me, BO4 peaked way too early. But the CGI was gorgeous uh, for Blood of the Dead, and then the trailers were just perfect for the narrative. And then things just didn't work out. But you can still appreciate how amazing Blood of the Dead's trailer is one of the best trailers, if not the best trailer ever made by Treyarch and Call of Duty. I mean, mm. bar none. I think about the Blood of the Dead trailer too. Or really just Blood of the Dead in general. Like that map felt like a journey. Mm-hmm. Like I know it didn't I know it didn't really I don't think it aged as well. Gameplay wise, I think narratively it's still very strong yeah, to me. Yeah, narratively it's very strong, but like you know, we talked about this after the ending it came out, but it was like that should have been the ending to Black Ops three zombies, you know? Big time. Like, if we got that instead of Revelations, Woo! it would have been incredible. Where We would have been just dying, clamoring for the conclusion of Zombies. But then, like, what the hell would you do? What the hell did you do in Black Ops 4? Like, what would be your lead-in map? I don't know. You know, wherever they went. You could have had a, a super type of classified map, getting the, mm-hmm. the ultimate Ultimus crew involved. I think they could have done a lot of things if they just focused on the... Oh, uh, they, they could have. But there's no point in going down that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. But I mean, between like the music video trailer and the ending and even oh. the intro and oh. stages in the Easter egg, like when you have the scene of like our characters being locked in the cell and then you have the one Rick Toff oh. kind of being awakened from the pod. You had a lot going on in that map narratively that was just excellent, perfectly executed. Yeah. I would say. yeah. And that's the stuff I wanted more of. That's what you want to see as the yeah. season goes on. It evolves and it just kept getting stripped down. So I think it's that was, very fair for people to be upset when you could see like the level we got with Blood of the Dead compared to Alpha Omega in our ending mm-hmm. in Tog. Blood of the Dead to me felt like if if nine was Treyarch flexing in terms of just ability to design a map and create atmosphere. Yeah. Blood of the Dead was Treyarch flexing on their ability to tell a narrative. Yeah. I would agree. Honestly, like Two of the strongest maps we've ever had on launch of a game, I would say. Would you agree with that statement? Strongest maps on release was Nine and Blood of the Dead. In what respect, though? Okay, um, so ignore ignore Knocked. Yeah, we ignore Knocked. So then we have um, Kino Five. No, no. Well, yeah, Kino and Five. Five and dead. Five, I think. Five, I think we can agree to throw out. Um, Transit. It's not a very good map. No, no, definitely. Black Ops 3, you have Shadows, and Shadows does a lot of really cool things. Yeah. Like Shadows, it aged I think, very well. Yeah, Shadows has a lot going for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the I Giant think the, as well was unlaunched. Those were the two. Uh, the the first Giant. Two. The, the, thing, the thing I'll say about the Giant, though, is that it was a remake of an already classic map. Yeah. Um, well, Blood of the Dead is a remake of a classic map, yeah. but I think I think they do a lot more narratively that sets it apart, whereas I'm not sure the same can be said about the Giant. The Giant okay. still plays like Dereze. There really isn't much 
at all in terms of story on that map. It's not radically different, uh, like Blood of the Dead is compared to Mob of the Dead. I'll yeah. agree with. Yeah, and Blood of the Dead, Blood of the Dead's gameplay is lacking, but in terms of story and narrative, I think it's really good. And then, and then nine, I felt like was just Treyarch showing off as well. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure if it's an apples to apples comparison because of how they've developed and what, mm-hmm. like, I like different aspects about different games. Things were really damn cool. And Shadows of Evil is so strong now to me as a map. I, I can't easily dismiss it. I think Kino and five were fine for its time, but I would definitely want Blood of the Dead and nine. I could easily say those are more fleshed out, better made maps for the most part. Maybe not fun, but if we're looking at a technical point of view and a narrative point of view, I will agree with that. You feel more more mature in terms yes. of like their ability to make a map. Yes, I'd rather play Kino gameplay wise than Blood of the Dead. But that's not like a, a all or nothing though. Like I could still have a ton of fun in Blood of the Dead. So it's it's this balancing act, I would say. Uh, I, I I would timidly agree with you. <laughs> Timid on my hot take. Yeah. Uh, but that was going to wrap it up in terms of what I got from Twitter. Sure. Uh, there's a donation in, in chat I'd like to read quick because that would be easy. Uh, let's From last gen Richtofen, hopefully he'll join us in the next decade. Let's take some time to remember all the amazing songs Zombies has given us thanks to Kevin and Elena and also Mukala. I, I should just look it up. I'm pretty sure I'm getting it right, and that's why I keep saying it in my head, and I have looked it up. Those three have been amazing. Also, uh, Aved Sevenfold, and what's the other one that's normally involved as well? I'm not a big fan of him, but he, he's done a lot of more recent songs. Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, so chat will pick us up, but they have those songs have meant a ton to me. So a massive shout out. Kevin's been very active. It's been same with Brian Tooney, seeing what they're or Tui. Is it Tui or Tooney? Tui. I don't remember now. Regardless, the audio engineers are incredible. Uh Infinite Warfare's audio engineer. She just won a uh at the game awards for her design in uh, Modern Warfare. So they, that team is so strong at Call of Duty across all the studios creating audio. I have had many memories. I have played those songs over thousands of times. They have both in-game and on my iPhone slash iPod, depending on what era it was. Uh, Clark Esnova. See, I knew they'd be able to help me with that. Clark Esnova. All just so wonderful. I, such an impact. I can't express how much I love those songs, especially... Like, uh, Beauty of Annihilation has stuck with me. Abracadaver, even Mystery was one of the new ones, and Blood of the Dead's uh, Where Are We Going, the re- remake of it. Oh, so many songs that give you chills that fill you with such lovely memories. I, I truly, truly thank Treyarch, thank the musical creators for bringing that to life, because I'm glad. I'm glad I got to experience those. Mm-hmm. The music and zombies. Like, I never... I never really appreciated the music in zombies like you do. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't really listen to them that much outside of the game. Sure. But some of them are just iconic. I mean, Where Are We Going is one of my all-time favorites. Um, you know, I still think back to, like, Beauty of Annihilation on Kino. Um, like, they're just they're just awesome. Some of them are just... Mm. Like, like you, you, you think of them, and they, they, they take you back to a different time, some of them. Absolutely. Or the music trailers. And you, and you just mm-hmm. think about those and you're like, oh, fun. Yeah. 
So you went into the topic time section earlier today and you yes. asked some of them to share some of their community moments. So we have some, we have actually a decent bit of things written by some of our patrons. So I think we can go through them yes, to wrap please. up the show. Alex0202 says, my favorite memory by far is the release of Black Ops 3. I bought a PS4 the day before and watched all the streams of people getting the game early. Mm -hmm. Even though at the time I sucked at zombies, I had so much fun joining the community and my first time playing any game on release day. Oh, That's exciting. Uh, lovely. Lovely. Thanks for sharing. Mm -hmm. Xander's Nation says, uh, from the decade, my favorite moment was majorly from Black Ops 2. I remember going home from school for lunch and literally playing Die Rise. This is when it first came out, and we couldn't stop playing it. We'd do split screen, and we'd tag team each mm. other's at homes. And we'd, we'd have a lot of time messing around and trolling each other and using the trample seams as such as troll spots. And if we beat another to the build, the Slick of Fire, then then uh, they'd slide the others off. And I remember we used to camp for hours on end on top of the broken red pole in the temple room until like 40 and 50. That sounds little now, but when you have BO3 and BO2, but mm -hmm. for Black Ops 2, that was some of the best memories in my opinion. Thanks for your time, Reed. Aww. Yeah, 40, 50, and BO2 is pretty good because yeah. like, camping, well, camping, camping in Black Ops 2 and Black Ops 1 were particularly difficult because you didn't have things like gobble gums and multiple pack-a-punches. Mm -hmm. So that's not a score to slouch on. That's pretty good. Definitely. Especially when you get multiple people going because then the number of zombies per round is even oh, higher. It gets ridiculous. And especially if one. I think it's incredibly fitting that your favorite memories in <laughs> that one of your favorite memories in zombies comes from one of the greatest maps of all time, Die Rise. He reminded me when he expressed split screen of one of my childhood friends, Brian. He came over when we had the release of Doris. That was so much fun even playing split screen with my sister and Doris and even the BO1's remake of Doris. Split screen and LAN parties were some of the best memories I have with my friends, especially bonding with Call of Duty, being in the same room and competing against each other and having a fun time. Gosh, those those things really, really bring a, bring mm -hmm. make me happy, bring a smile to my face. Those, those are absolutely wonderful. And I think he had a couple more things that I completely related to. Just you take me back. Every one of these memories, it, it takes me back to so many moments throughout the decade. I can't believe I've... I've shared or had with this YouTube channel with zombies. It's really cool. Miss mm -hmm. says favorite moment of Zombros is the Jason Blundell interviews during Zombie Chronicles. There's a certain type of magic feeling and hearing the development process of one of my yeah. favorite games. In terms of my personal favorite moments, I'd say completing Origins for the first time. Mm. Me and my crew spent months learning the map until we were good enough to finish the egg. Then back then it was tough trying to get to high rounds and beat the Easter egg. So it's a moment I'll never forget when I finally did the map I loved most at the time. Shout out to Nick and Elijah for the Easter egg run uh, so many years ago. My favorite community moment has to be E for C1 and 2 in the Z house. Those times were absolutely unforgettable. Real quick, I wanted to bring up an idea I had. Have you guys ever tried escape rooms? To me, they feel very similar to COD Zombies. And I'd be interested if Treyarch took the time to create their own spin on an escape room. What are your thoughts? I, I'd go to one. Yeah, that'd be a fun. I've never Zombros done one, episode. They, they do seem fun. They should do um, if they ever do like another COD XP. Yeah, and they're trying to think of like something to fill their little convention center. An escape yep. room would be a fun idea. I completely agree. I'd imagine though, like after Zombie Chronicles, from the community's perspective, to like every day get like a new interview from Jason Lundell. That must have been like Christmas. Yeah, because like. I like a lot of that we because we were all just talking like 
we pretty much like shared a lot of information between one another. Be like, oh, Jason told me this. Jason told me that. And we generally knew like, okay, who had um, interviews and when they were coming out just because mm-hmm. we would like, we would kind of coordinate that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but from the community's perspective, like they'd just be like, oh shit, John just dropped an interview with Jason. Next day, oh shit, here's one with Reed. Oh no, Dalek did one. Uh, Pizza did one, this, that, and endless. Yeah, like, that's got that's got to be a little bit like Christmas for the community. I mean, it was for us because we had so many questions. We were dividing between everybody. We were like trying to. No, it was, but I, but some... I mean, from, oh, from from our perspective, like being the ones who kind of now that we orchestrated it, but because like we were all involved in it, yeah. Like like we generally had an idea of who did interviews, what was said, and we discussed like different interesting revelations like we had heard in these conversations. So we knew it all, but they didn't. And like yeah. it, like the, the community, it just slowly came out to them. Yeah. Like that, that's gotta be fun. I, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vamex says favorite zombies memory is beating the revelations Easter egg for the first time on double XP meet weekend. We got 2 million XP for it and hit master prestige. Other than that, Reed's last Easter egg hunt stream for tagged. That was a fun one. Mm-hmm. I got to thoroughly enjoy that. And we might actually get to experience an Easter egg hunt again. Uh, it just depends if ether comes back or not. Like I very much felt like that was the end of a chapter because like, the ether is done. And if it's truly done, there'll be nothing like that, that era. So there is something just so enjoyable about finding the end of, of the journey we went on. And it's not like the friends we made along the way. It's just like the conclusion of just something we've been working towards for a very long time is very worth where we got to not how I would have liked it or would have wrote it, but guess what? That never happens. And I, I can't create a game by myself. So just like, go do it yourself, you little f- critic. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's very difficult. So I'm I'm pleased with how the overall 10-year picture looked versus when you're in the moment, especially early Black Ops 4. I still stick by a lot of my opinions of Black Ops 4, but I, I've definitely lightened up about a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Chase Puff says, uh, playing DE was a standout moment since I always had a PlayStation. I never got to play a map on release without spoilers. Uh, so the DE release, I called off work that morning to play the map. And mm. the moment I first walked into the chamber with the giant keeper statue will always be etched in my psyche. Also, oh. the character on the first strike poster, obviously Rick Toffin. I'm still confused to this day why that got retconned. It's definitely not obviously Rick Toffin. He's bald. And it was Gersh. Yeah. That one, though, was a weird one. It is a weird retcon, though. I'll give him that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. That, that goes with a lot of the, just the fun mysteries of the community latching on to crazy things. That's why I think you'll like Counting Simulator. There is there is a very on-the-nose message about, like, the theory communities. You know, that Ryan Johnson even poked fun at in The Last Jedi. There's something to be said about these people that just take two dots that are nowhere's connected connect them and would make these ridiculous videos and obsess over these things uh and that's how sometimes we get a, a groff or a gersh type of redcon or shangri-la ends up on mars mm-hmm. uh twister boy 
2038 says, uh, or 238 says, my favorite Zombro's memory was the Jason Blundell interview. It was bizarre wow. to see a legend himself proven insight of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite personal zombie experience was completing the Origins Easter egg for the first time on Zombie Chronicles. My friends and I wanted to upgrade all the stats and casually suggested we do the Easter egg since the majority of the stats are upgraded. Uh, best community moment had to be the first year of Sea House. BO3 was a good year for zombies. I think BO3 is definitely peak zombies. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, at and least just the sentiment wise. How can we not say that having Jason on was one of the best Sombra's oh. moments? Yep. And we still have an open invitation to Jason or any of the developers at Treyarch Studios or in the Call of Duty zombie game. Or, you know, developers that have interest on in being the show. We're happy to have you on to talk about that stuff. It's endlessly fascinating. We both have a passion for it, especially the back end stuff. Whenever Jason's like, you know, this is stuff you guys don't really care about, I think both me and John are like, more, more. I would love to know more behind the curtain and how things are made. That stuff is just so wonderfully fascinating. And we were incredibly lucky to hear and talk and be with Jason and just be be with you in the same idea. Like, I was just as big a fan watching all the other interviews as actually getting to conduct an interview with him. That stuff is just so, so fun for a game. Like, this could be nothing. This could be such a small community. None of this had to happen. None of this had to mean anything. None of this. And, and just it's cool that I got to be a part of it and it turned out the way it did. You know something exists. else? Oh, go ahead. Oh, go on. Oh, I want to no, just add one little thing was I keep seeing a sentiment repeated over and over again about the bonding people have throughout Easter eggs. And I think that's something that's very much been lost over the years with me. Um, for the Easter egg quests, there's been a, still a little bit of the bonding. And Smart Guy and Matt, I, Smart Guy, a.k.a. Matt, I've gotten much closer to because of our time spent doing Easter egg hunts and playing games together. Um but that's something I miss a lot. And it's cool to hear those memories reaffirm what a lot of people and what I got into zombies like deep into was because of those Ascension five-hour games exploring stuff after you complete the Easter egg and listening to the ambient noises and just having those things etched into your brain that stick with you and create that sense of wonder I've, I've hit on multiple times over the past decade. Mm-hmm. Big Zesty says, my favorite memory has to be the Black Ops 2 zombies of me and my friends getting left behind on transits, sitting in corners with trample steam for free perks on die rise, lagging out of a great round with my homies and getting booted by the gondola. Also getting the gondola doors on my friends, that scary ass witch's house on Buried and looking up guides for the staves on Origins. Mm. Uh, everything about the game was perfect and so memorable for me. Wonderful. Uh, Captain Murphy says, uh, my favorite memory has to be Black Ops 3 Zombies in general. It's near perfect, except for maybe Revelations and GK not being solo player friendly mm-hmm. without un- Undead Man walking. And the community and YouTubers seem to have the best time, especially when Chronicles dropped. I feel that, but you know, I take a little issue. Why has it got to be perfect? I feel like that's fighting words. Like it was almost perfect. It's like you loved it. Who cares? It's never going to be perfect. You're never going to have a game that every possible facet, you're like, it nailed it. And then if you do, you're going to go on the internet and someone's going to ruin it for you. Someone's going to be like, actually, my opinion here is going to tell you why you don't like this game and how you're having fun wrong. It's just, mm-hmm. it's great. It is what it is. Like, just, ah. Yeah. Bowtie Geek says, reads Whiteboard Frenzy following Blood of the Dead alongside the debriefing following Tiger Toten was a clear highlight, especially for the BO4 cycle. Yeah. 
But honestly, BO3 was a wild ride. The whole chapter in Zombies is probably the high, excuse me, the highlight of the decade. I feel that. I feel that. And thanks to Please. Milo for sitting around. I think both times he came in with the whiteboard just to talk, and we both got that as the, like the story guys, and in similar aspect. Not that you're not a story guy, John. You are absolutely one of the best, just like Victoria. But we had this like little bond where we were like in the stages of grief both times with the ending of cycles <laughs> and explaining things. So I, I definitely want to thank Milo. I hope he's having a good time on his vacation right now. I wish everyone in our community the best especially for the next decade and the new year uh, I, I just find myself in a much better place than i was at the beginning of the decade than i than i am now and i think that's terrific mm -hmm. ultimate new 23 says many memories and nightmares after playing caught zombies one being trapped in the elevator from five being hyped the day moon was released and mm -hmm. my friends had booked time off from work to play it were thrown off by how it started oh and were thrown off by how it started Mm-hmm. Uh Cap Murphy says, Oh, finally catching every Zombro sticks out in my mind. It connected me to zombies mode even more. Thanks, oh. and I hope the show goes on for more years. Thank I certainly you. hope so. Uh last one. Kingdom Hop says favorite zombies moment of the decade was playing Mob of the Dead with Reed and him for the first time, oh. as well as being part of the uh rad rendering company. I have met many wonderful people and yeah. YouTubers like Victoria who have become close friends and will always be thankful and happy to be a part of the community. Absolutely. That content creator chat, uh, Nick, Clara, uh, Houston. Am I forgetting somebody else? I think those are the three. We have f No, we have five people in there. Am I forgetting somebody? Juan. Oh, my God. How could I forget Juan? Oh, he just so it just goes without saying. Juan's been such a big part of this channel and they've stuck around so much. And then having BT join the editors and he has been a, a breath of fresh air. He has taken the channel in a wonderful direction with me and been absolutely uh, electric and getting me excited about video content again. It's been wonderful. And uh, Chroma as well, getting to meet those. Those are just some of the most recent names that have stuck around. Long-term people I've met like Verdia Guru, Anakin, his first name is actually Jason, um, zombie lady, Medina for life, Gage. These were all people before you, but that was the NGT uh, games time when I was in zombies at the NGT directors. And a lot of faces have come and gone. Uh, friendships have come and gone. It's it's been such a good growing period, and and I'm I'm ha I'm happy anybody gave me the time of day. I'm thankful people still watch the videos, support the podcast. And I'm just I'm just grateful for it all. I could have been doing jack shit for ten years, but I mm -hmm. but we didn't. Anything else? No, that was it for uh the topic time. Dope. I got some uh donations. Uh does it have Dave? David again, David Kirk coming in with the nice mwah, British pounds. Great currency, very strong. Uh, $10 donation, 10 pound donation. Finish the Easter egg solo to DE thanks to Reed's guides. Oh, I'm actually super sad. All my origin content, I lost over a million views back in the day. All that stuff just got deleted because of the tagging thing, the metadata. Oh, that mm -hmm. still guts me. Was a high point, uh, thumbs up. Was a high point, was a high point the moon Easter egg with friends was a big moment I won't forget. What was the moment you guys most hyped about zombies? 
Uh, definitely DE solving the Easter egg was one of them first was a cool one. The blood of the dead coming out. I was showing my parents all the trailers and explaining them stuff. That's how excited it was that blackest four hype event got me so excited. Um, Golrod Crowley was another most big hype, one. I would just say like pre black ops four. Yeah. There's just something so special coming off such a great season in BO3. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mr. Drown has a bigger one that gets cut off in the new stream decks. So Streamlabs. It's not Stream Deck. Stream Deck is some other device. I got to get it up real quick. like, And then we'll talk about our, our games of the decade. The games that we enjoyed playing the most that stick out in our head. And chat can let us know a couple of them. I know Ultimate Paperclip's got to be on your list, John. Mm-hmm. Universal Ah, damn it. That's what I meant. Yes, Mr. Drown. $25 super donation. My man. Happy holidays, gentlemen. It was a pleasure spending 2019 with you both. I'm grateful to have the show to tune into every Sunday. Thank you, guys. Stay safe, productive, and have an excellent day. See you guys next year. Thank you so much, Mr. Drown. And it has been our privilege to put on this show for you. And I sincerely appreciate your donations every week, no matter how big or small. And I think it's incredibly special for all of you that tune in, whether vocally or not, who just, you know, are the onlookers. You guys make us continue to do this podcast. You make this podcast worth it. You make uh, our conversations come to life in a way that makes me and John incredibly thankful, happy, and grateful. So seriously, thank you to the Patreon patrons, the viewers, and everyone who has followed us and tuned in and out over the decades of the podcast. We sincerely appreciate it, and I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I believe that is all my donations. So do you have any games that stuck with you, games of the decade that you would want to go over before we uh, we end the stream? I say smash ultimate yep that's on mine too just, just say zombies in general okay uh rocket league oh that's a fair one yep yep um minecraft is definitely up there yeah um, i agree um zombies minecraft uh one of just really good single player games i've just really enjoyed to play multiple times uh mm-hmm. probably a surprisingless list uh dishonored no, that's not a surprise that, at all. Yeah. That was such a, that was such a great game. Uh Portal 2. Of course. Of course. Um I'll give a shout out to CS:GO even though it wasn't a game that I got into a lot of my friends really got into CS:GO. Mm-hmm. League. Yeah, I, that's another one. I never got into League. College, they were obsessed. Everyone played League of Legends at my college. That was a big mm-hmm. deal. I think those are the those are the games that I think jump out to me as my games of the decade. Gotcha. Um uh, God of War, it's pretty obvious. That's the game I fell in love with playing. Uh, Resident Evil 2's remake, these are the most recent ones. I, I, It just took me, absolutely took me. Uh, Last of Us, I've talked about that since 2013, as well as Bioshock Infinite and the Infamous series, Infamous 1 and 2. Those games, just a beautiful part of my gaming career. Horizon Zero Dawn, or Experience, rather. There's another one I'd love. Super Smash Brothers I had on there. And I had Brawl on there too because I, I very much enjoyed Brawl and I put on some charity events in my my high school. That's how much I, I enjoyed these games. Skyrim. Skyrim. Brawl came out like 05 for you. That, missed, that was a like last. Are you sure? Decade. 
Was it? Yeah. I thought I looked it up and said it was uh, 2010. Or 08, I think. Because Melee, I thought, was 05. Maybe, you know, maybe it was 08. It might have been later. It could have been 08. I don't think Brock uh, came out in 10, but I could be wrong. Okay. My bad, then. But Ultimate, at the very least, is definitely the pinnacle of Super Smash Brothers. Um, I had Black Ops 3 zombies, and Black Ops 3 in general, for my game of the decade when it came to zombies. So, I, I, do, I really retrospectively think that that was the full experience of my enjoyment. Uh, Limbo is another one I'd recommend to people. Uh, Undertale. The Kingdom Hearts Final Mix 2.5. I think Kingdom Hearts 3 didn't really nail what would be a game of the decade. I feel like there was so much content in the 2.5 Final Mix remake that was just beautiful fun. Especially because Kingdom Hearts 2 is basically the most beloved of the franchise. Um, Mortal Kombat 11. That game was hella fun and really well made. Uh, Portal 2 and Minecraft, I believe, rounds out my list. Those are those are all the games that hit there. I I enjoyed so many of those. Uh, last minute donation from Nar Reed. Read pre Bo4. We need cool cosmetics. Read during Bo4. Cosmetics are stupid. Read post Bo4. We could have used these cosmetics. Um, the cosmetics they had were stupid. <laughs> you can't. You got to qualify what we were looking for. I, I was talking about like clothes and all kinds of other stuff, and then they gave us face paints. Melee was 01, Brawl was 2008. Thank you for, for uh, correcting me. And I'll read some in the chat. GTA, that's a classic one. Witcher 3, those are games I never got to play that are absolutely ag- excellent. Uh, sea of Thieves, <laughs> Anthem, that's definitely ironic. Fallout 76, <laughs> Destiny. Destiny's a big one, I think, for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and did Halo, any big Halo games come out? I think that was a previous decade. I think Halo I think dominated there 2000. Might have, there might have been Halo games, but I don't think they... The, yeah, they weren't the domination they were during 2010. Mm-hmm. Well, this was a wonderful walk down memory lane, John. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Uh, my announcements to wrap up to, I have all posters were sent out for the Christmas sale, but there's still some left in stock when it comes to the Ether posters. I have extra Ether posters, and I have two Chaos left, so if you want to buy a combo... Uh, you can you should do that now if you want to get both of them because I only have two. So whoever buys combos or single ether posters, that's it. And then they're gone. But the ether ones are available on the store and I'm just keeping them in stock. I believe I have like 80 to 100 extra left over. So I'll just keep that up throughout the months. You get your paycheck, you really wanted them. I suggest swinging by and you'll get it in a few days. The shipping went down $4 because I was able to work some stuff out with my software and with USPS changing some of the rates. Something to look forward to. Uh, some follow-up videos are coming out in the next year. My editor is going to be hard at work in 2020. Still crazy. 2020. And hopefully we have a wonderful year. I'm excited to see what brings uh, to my channel and to my future. I, I want to thank you, John, for sticking with me all this time and keeping up with the patreon spearheading that type of stuff and just making zombros way more than it might have ever been i sincerely appreciate the time and dedication and the effort and the commitment you've put into this show i definitely want to acknowledge that publicly this has been a uh just a very wonderful experience overall good and bad i think i've uh, it's made me a much better person and i just feel really happy with where i'm at mm-hmm Here's to the next decade. Cheers. Take care until we see you next. Have a safe New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Till we see you next, take care now.
Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Zombros. Make sure to download the podcast on iTunes and support the show on Patreon if you haven't already. If you have the time, be sure to rate the show because it helps keep the podcast going. Links will be in the description. We'll see you in the next episode.